0: thinking about starting up an architecture firm um and calling it infrastructure week (laughs) it's not bad yeah i mean i i I think it's one of those that name like it's like uh one of the things where it gets people on the door and then you can be a pretty middle of the road firm and just kind of coast off the name yeah speaking speaking of which so i have kind of a grab bag of stuff that has fallen on the by the wayside in the past couple of weeks and I think it kind of falls just under the umbrella of like commerce and like uh, fiscal news.
1: Oh, the uh, that's that's our intersection of interests here on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the the what is the what is the old Steve Jobs thing? The intersection liberal of liberal arts, arts and arts technology? technology. Yeah. Yeah. Bicycle for the mind. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> that bicycle has a a boombox called an iPod Hi-Fi on it. Mm-hmm. Um. So we, I, I think we talked around this but we, we we buried the lead which was and I don't remember where it was from but let me google it uh, did we talk about the Chipotle what did you call me yeah yeah you, you use that one a lot I do yeah it's uh, funnier when you point it out <laughs> <laughs> take a week off and it just, yeah. <laughs> it just right.
1: devolves into madness
0: yeah so I'll send you a link I don't know if this is the best link but Business Insider apparently has good SEO so Chipotle, 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 which is most, most famous for their E. coli outbreak and pretending to have invented queso, um, they apparently at some places, like I don't think this is a thing in the Bay Area. I've never been to or ever seen a Chipotle that has like any type of like drive-through and or like formal takeout section. They're always kind of like um, like a Panera bread where it's. It it's the fast casual like you're supposed to mostly be inside
1: um the i don't know the one that's nearest to me even pre-covid had a dedicated little pickup area if you did a an online order
0: but it was still mostly it's kind of like the starbucks mobile order where it's just like you skip the line but you still enter the the restaurant right yes that's true yeah, uh, like every restaurant has pivoted to some and accelerated their policy on, like Starbucks spurred the whole mobile ordering thing. And then people were doing, it was ramping up, but the DoorDashes and the Uber Eats were were doing the takeout and they were doing partnerships with um, with Fast Casual. And I know DoorDash and Chipotle have been kind of in bed together for a while. But now, um, yeah, Curbside has that has been the that's the name of 2020 and 2021 yeah. like mm-hmm. everything everything is door side and curbside and in-store pickup but um but yeah like even mcdonald's there uh when i i think i would be talked about it when we were talking about their chicken sandwich um their app heavily emphasizes the um either you can place an app order and then just skip the ordering part of the drive through or they have like their little designated parking spots and somebody will just run your order out to you, which is kind of neat Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Chipotle Lanes is a is a really really good turn of phrase and you know, it kind of like the guy who invented that linen background from iOS 6. You know whoever whoever <laughs> that is that is what this is for Chipotle and that um marketing intern deserves a a huge raise or to make their internship uh paid rather than unpaid.
1: Yeah, I'm not expecting to see one of these in our hood. We're not real big on
0: the um the drive throughs around here. I am amazed that the um, that uh, the city. Uh, uh, I gotta stop looking at New York Times alerts. Um, uh, the 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 our, that our town uh, approved an Amy's drive through. We are we are very anti fast food and also drive throughs around here, but apparently it's organic, so that one. I mean, it replaced a Denny's, so I think that's progress. <laughs> have you been to one of those? I have. Have you? No. So, next time you're you're around uh, where I live, you should um uh try it. It's Here's the problem is that you it's not healthier. And I know it's not supposed to be healthier, but it's worse for you. Like it doesn't taste bad. So the whole thing about Amy's Organics and uh, I think I don't know what the actual Drive through restaurants called Amy's Drive.
1: Isn't it just called Amy's Drive through?
0: Yeah, because, but Amy's, it's the same. Like Amy's makes like canned foods and like freezer section stuff, right? And that's like distributed nationwide. Are they the same company? They have to be, right? I have no idea. But there is also an Amy's that's a frozen food brand, right? Correct. Yes. They have to be the same company. Well, let's, let's go with that. But yeah, but their whole thing is that it's, all vegetarian food so I'll, I'll i'll lead with the most important part their fries are fine they're not great they're not bad um but their burgers which is oh hey ooh okay the their uh, amys drive com has a good um hero photo of a dog so I'm, I'm interested now um i don't know what the burger is called oh and they have a location in sfo didn't know that they
1: do, oh, yeah. in the new uh, Terminal 1. <laughs> I had to think about which Terminal that was, because it's now been
0: almost oh, so, a year and a half since I've been there. <laughs> so T2 is the old one now? That's the old stayed one? Correct, yeah. Uh, so, so It's the T- old new one. T2 is our, our LaGuardia? Yeah, that's right. Um, so no, so the uh, their version of a Double Double, which, as we've covered, is a pretty mediocre burger, uh, mm. all things said. Wait, are, oh, was that your position that you, you really like in and out in and out's really good, yeah. So I had it on my way back. Um, actually, this this will, that'll be a separate story. We'll we'll get back to. But it's better than I remember it. But it's still not great. When Super Duper is an option just down the road, I feel like that's that's a safer bet. But yeah, but the Amy apparently is the equivalent their equivalent of a double double. So it's a like a portobello mushroom. It's a it's a what's a uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Traeger Burger basically. But it's, I mean, it's seven bucks and you can get fries with it. And it's it's fine. But if you look at the nutrition facts, it's objectively worse for you than going to In-N-Out or um, like McDonald's or something in terms of sodium and fats and stuff like that. I think the protein content is slightly better. But it's it's like, fast food is never going to be health food. But it's, I mean, it's fine. It's It's definitely worth trying. Have you
1: ever had an Impossible Burger?
0: Yes, but I've cooked it at home so i don't I, know because i know i know burger king and or mcdonald's have i think they both do but i think because there's um not the wonder burger what's it called there's a there's a um another company called beyond meat so i, I know there's a beyond burger and there's a um impossible burger so i don't oh, know those who, like
1: is that like pepsi and coke exactly right
0: where yeah. <laughs> i forget which which is the one mcdonald and that was actually another thing with in and out so mcdonald's and in and out both have a partnership with coke but i forget which is burger king a pepsi affiliated company i it's been so long since i've been to a burger king i, I couldn't tell you yeah it's it's because they but uh, well actually a follow-up there they also have a new spicy chicken sandwich which 5.6 mm. um
1: on a scale of one zero to 100
0: yeah i I still i still i stole that from a different show so we'll still still we'll go back to saying it's out of 10 um but yeah it's it's like the age-old joke about when you ask for a coke and then the uh, waiter says uh is pepsi okay and it's always (laughs) like somebody uh offering you an android phone when you ask for an iphone (laughs) um anyway so yeah uh whenever you're in town you should give amy's a try it's fine but it's it's fine um actually I,
1: um I I've had trying one of those meatless burgers mm. on my list for I guess like years now and I mm-hmm. just just never have.
0: Well, I mean you you're a big home cook, right? Um sort of, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um you can like I mean Trader Joe's has their own um uh what is what is the meatless alternative? I I, I don't know what the term of the uh market segment term is um and then sprouts and whole foods they all sell the um the beyond meat products so i mean you can definitely give it a try at home in a low risk environment and when you cook it at home i mean are
1: you just sort of heating it up like you're not i mean you're not really
0: like cooking anything right i mean it's kind of like if you got it like a frozen burger patty or i mean it's slightly different than if you had made if you just bought like um Like, a a pound and a half of, like, you know, the fancy Whole Foods organic grass-fed ground beef or whatever. It's Well, I guess, like, like, like like ask a different
1: way. Like, if you ate it raw, it wouldn't
0: hurt you. Well, I mean, it's frozen.
1: Work with me. You know what I mean. Like, you can't eat, like, raw ground beef. You mean, like, is it like a
0: hot dog? (laughs) Like, because a hot dog, I think, like, if you don't cook it... Is a hot dog a sandwich? Have you seen the ham dog before? (laughs) No. Okay, Google ham dog as, as squish it together. Is that work safe? It, it definitely is.
1: Okay. Ham. Is that all one word?
0: Yeah, that's why I said squish it together.
1: Oh, I d di- I didn't hear that part.
0: Um ham dog. Yeah, so uh, oh, a nice Australian bloke. Um actually think no, that might be Irish. Uh, uh um, Australian. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think bloke is mostly a an Irish term. Oh, I see. Um invented a uh I think most of the the gimmick here is that the bun mimics the um the tubular and uh circular nature of the two food products. This is this is silly. I'm closing this tab. Well, of course it's silly, but so is everything related to food. <laughs> um anyway, uh what were we talking about? Um, oh, we're oh if, about if you Chipotle could lines. if you could go leave uh beyond burgers outside in the sun for a bit and then to eat it and when you get sick i think it's literally what you were asking that was that was what i was asking yeah i don't know if it's fully cooked like i don't like I, because it's not a meat product i don't oh i forgot that the ham dog literally was a hot dog and a hamburger i thought it was mostly the bun and um See for the beyond meat thing, I don't think it's like like turkey or chicken or something where you have to cook it like thoroughly to one sixty five or you get sick. But I assume it is probably not good to eat raw because they do the whole thing where it kind of—I don't know a better term for it—but like it kind of bleeds a little bit, kind of like regular meat would. Like that's the uh huh. What what other word would you use for it? I can't think of it.
1: No, I've actually heard that before, but like
0: um. oozes that's way worse. <laughs> yeah, not better. <laughs> if it bleeds it leads. yeah. There we go. What? You wait, you know what that term means? If it if it bleeds it leads? Yeah, it's an old don't don't make me sound weird. That's it's a term in the news business where like local news specifically, if there's like if like a, a car crash or like some actual bad news, that's always what leads the news. Oh, if it bleeds, I, don't, it leads. I don't
1: care for that.
0: You've heard that term, right?
1: I know, I haven't.
0: Oh yeah! Don't put well. don't put that on me. <laughs> okay, go back to the ham <laughs> dog. Um, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so raw food.
1: Sure. Yeah, very, I think that's I think that's where Okay, it's I
0: don't right. know. We somehow got here from Chipotle, and I don't know how. We're talking about In-N-Out, and somehow we got here. Anyway, I, and- you know,
1: a quick quick note on Chipotle, actually, really fast. Sure, get us out of here. You know the, their new food item. Which they've somehow apparently not sold in the past. Oh, I saw this, but what what is it? Remind me. Quesadillas.
0: Yeah, but that, the, but that's
1: silly. How 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 have they not sold quesadillas in the past?
0: Well, wh- well what's their answer to the quesalupa? <laughs> where I don't, I, I don't, guess this. Where I don't know if if that's a a Northwest exclusive or like a trial market, but otherwise, I hope the entire country is not being subjected to that.
1: You know, just just once, I would love to be the trial market for something it's never it's never here it's and it's never even like anywhere close to here it's always somewhere far away
0: yeah i i know i have this picture of a a case lupa up here and it looks like a ground beef uncrustable and i don't like that Hmm. (laughs) but i think that does make you more interested if there's a beyond, if there's a beyond burger uncrustable, you would you would be at Costco right now with with a sleeping bag. I wouldn't say no. Yeah. Um. So yeah, quesadilla at, at Chipotle. Mm, yeah. Is. Uh. But yeah, Chipotle's is pretty good. I think that's where we were going with this. But yeah, mm-hmm. in and out, it's fine. Um. I'm still a sucker for because their fr- their fries are no good, but right. their animal style fries are good for two bites. And to me that's worth the three three seventy nine yeah the animal fries are really good I mean it's but they, not all you... of it'cause like'cause the because I don't do they just basically throw like um the same cheese that they would throw on a burger on top of it mm-hmm yeah yeah that, that's but it's not great cheese that's American cheese right I know yeah but if you but if you get the right again yeah two two bites is plenty.
1: Yeah, well, yeah the the shame that accompanies the thing of animal fries
0: is you know mm-hmm. that's tough. Um, yeah, know it well. Uh, <laughs> two other things. Um, so I've have found a solution to one of your ongoing problems. Oh, is... but please, please tell me. It's a, it's a, it's a good lead up. Um, which one? So... <laughs> <laughs> no, just the one that you're you're very public about on the show
1: it's, a, it's uh, which it's, one
0: <laughs> and i'm talking i'm talking about a personal problem i'm talking more about a logistics problem oh okay um and i, fa- I found this uh after after driving <laughs> thousands of miles uh after you pass by and you wouldn't really think that there was a market for this but there's a there's um, in, in southern oregon apparently there are a lot of uh trump 2024 flags those have been oh. mass produced and, and and hung out places so that's concerning but also along uh the inter- uh, along the five uh so you have a a shed um affinity slash addiction, correct? Let's go with affinity. Yeah. Okay. So any you, you own how many right now?
1: I can stop anytime. Beautiful. Uh I I own
0: three. Okay. So there's this new I con- think. Yeah, three. <laughs> so you have to kind of check how many kids you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, know, but the sheds are your kids can you can it will the irs allow you to claim a shed as a dependent i haven't submitted my taxes for this year we could find out uh again they they they, well actually they they only spend time auditing the little guy so yeah um but yeah there's a new category or a new vertical that you should check out which is i think the catch-all phrase that i kept seeing on signs was just outdoor storage Mm -hmm. where you can basically it's basically like a it's almost a barn like it's a, like I, I feel like why not just go this route where it's it's definitely like it's bigger than a bread box. It's bigger than a shed, but it's smaller. Like why not just do that? Like this is not quite like full on Stephen Hackett like backyard office, but I feel like you can condense this and just get just raw cubic footage and just get get that.
1: Yeah, I've looked at that. Um, it's very expensive some of that stuff. Like uh, basically like yeah, outdoor storage or I'll refer to them as like fancy se- fancy sheds. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they're they're very pricey. And I don't know if you've ever actually been on th- the side of my house where all the sheds are, but mm-hmm. um they're they're arranged in a very particular way where three separate sheds are the answer whereas like one large fancy shed would not work like for example one of the three sheds is sort of a shorter elongated one that fits underneath our window okay which you know unless you had a fancy shed that had like a dip in it or something (laughs) where the window was that you know
0: that would well i mean if chip and jojo have taught america anything is that you just have to take out that wall or you just take a sledgehammer to it and then i don't know you kind of just put put some window treatments on it and you're you're good to go but anyway that that is that is another op- avenue for you um and then lastly before we get into main business are you familiar with the term revenge spending no So this is on an episode of Marketplace. It's the first time I've ever heard this term. Um, Send you a link. Yeah, apparently there is like an economic term or something that people are now regularly using, which is that um, the unspent money on travel and um, like is it like the whole um, like home prices have gone through the roof and home home renovations and, and Home Depot has been doing extremely well during the pandemic but a lot of the other stuff in terms of like entertainment budgets and service sector stuff, apparently economists and market analysts have uh, come to call that. um, And the likely uh, surge in shopping to happen later this year will be called revenge spending, which I think is kind of a fun term, but also a little bit ominous.
1: Yeah. It's kind of ominous for what will hopefully be a much happier time.
0: Mm -hmm. All
1: right. What? So when we go like, Extra big at our first trip back to Pico—is that going to be a form of revenge spending?
0: Um, I—I I, I don't know. I think it might be a three cocktail t- uh, style event. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yes. All right. So, what do we have this week? That's all I have prepared.
1: I uh, call it a
0: show. Yeah. A type twenty. 20- <laughs> you know, it's like it's a daily. You know what the the still. Uh, this is, gonna be, this is gonna be a lot of random follow up. One, it's always weird to not start your day without the daily. It is, um, yeah. I, I never, or
1: actually, what's even worse is if for some reason I don't finish the episode and I've got like five or six minutes of it left that are just haunting me for the rest of the day. I hate that.
0: Well, because you don't know what else there was to know today. Exactly. <laughs> mm hmm. You don't know what Mikey doesn't tell you. That's right. Um, yeah, it's weird. But the one thing that's still not hitting for me, or that doesn't really make sense right now, um, is the 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 doing the credits every day thing. It feels disjointed. I don't know. You got the same feeling or no? I do. Yeah, it still feels off.
1: Because yeah. I mean, it was you know, forty years where it wasn't that way. So yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay. So we have and follow up. Actually, we had a pretty light week this week. Um, this was interesting. Where apparently in the, um, in the Fortnite App Store lawsuit, there actually will be testimony, uh, from Tim Cook, Phil Schiller, uh, Federighi, and a uh, ghost from the past, Scott Forstall. Hmm. Yeah. So neat. Um yeah, there there've been additional controversies related to the app store recently, but nothing that's, I think, really broken out. But I it feels like the the um like the mirage or like or like the the illusion that the app store is like super curated and that's what the cut is for is is kind of there keep being enough of those things where that's becoming a tougher sell.
1: And it kind of feels like this epic apple trial is is in some ways like a proxy for all this app store stuff
0: yeah and then well, i'll you in, in related follow-up uh we don't ever, we don't think we ever talked about the google thing but google i think this is, i don't know if this is only in south korea or if it's worldwide but they're doing a very very similar thing to the apple um spell business program but they're not making you manually apply for it, or go through hoops, or have restrictions where you could invalidate yourself, or have um, perverse incentives in an economic sense that make you want to structure your business in a certain way. So,
1: yeah, it's it's just a reduced fee on the first million bucks, right? Which if you, would, go, if you go over, you know, that doesn't change your how your first million was was hit.
0: Yeah, and again, I don't, I don't want to rehash our argument where we we still don't agree, but it feels like if Apple was actually doing this because they want to help small business, like that's the way it would work. And that's the way you can kind of get like full credit rather than like a gentleman's C. Plus, um by having yeah, it. that is that's the way it should work. You're right. That is we, silly. Well I mean like just if if like if we take and again we're not going to relitigate it, but if we take your point that this is totally fair and it addresses the needs of the vast majority of developers, then at least like put your whole butt into it and actually like be like, hey, losing this money on the first million for all these people Makes total sense because it gives us enough shield to continue to charge. Epic Games, between fifteen and thirty on their hundreds of millions. oh It yeah. seems like it seems like a weird nickel and dimey way. Where if you're gonna if you're already to the point where you're making this program a thing, just do it the proper way. Right. Um. All right. Cool. So let me actually let, let's reach I want to get something where you're going to talk for a bit let's uh do you want to talk about um uh movie streaming deals or do you want to talk about um the big deal that happened last week uh where amazon gave the nfl a whole bunch of money
1: well, let's talk about both let's start with the movie stuff um so i guess we'll start with uh disney they they had a handful of announcements i think this was last week where they announced that uh, Black Widow which is kind of the next big Marvel movie which was supposed to come out last May I think and got pushed a couple of times is now finally coming out in I think June and it's going to be a um, as you have famously said a Mulan situation where <laughs> um it's going to be coming out in theaters where those are open and a thing but it's also going to be coming to
0: Disney Premier Access, and that's the so, one where it's thirty days exclusivity, and then include or is it ninety days?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's longer than thirty days. It's either sixty or ninety, I think.
0: But then it automatically becomes a part of the default Disney Plus catalog after that.
1: Yeah, okay. right. I mean, at, at least that's how it worked with Mulan. I, I guess it. technically Disney hasn't really set a precedent beyond that, but presumably this will follow the same yeah structure. So you can pay them 30 bucks extra if you're a Disney Plus subscriber on day one and essentially pay for the right to watch them, that movie however many times you want to until it becomes available to everybody on Disney Plus. And then you can just, I guess, continue to watch it as a regular Disney Plus subscriber.
0: A r- uh, random uh, sideways question on that. Do you think HBO would like? It- like would, would that have been a valid strategy for hbo max or do you think they didn't have enough scr- subscribers or momentum to to try to pull that off with their whole 20 movie catalog for 2021 or whatever i don't know
1: um maybe they could have tried to do something where if you were not an hbo max subscriber it was you know 35 bucks but if you were an hbo max subscriber it was 25 or something like that um, because I think yeah, I think if you totally locked it behind HBO Max, they didn't have the customer base to support that in the way that Disney Plus does. But it Ooh. seems like there still could have been a way they could have driven subscribers with it. Yeah.
0: Or I feel like fifteen is actually kind of a magic number, or that that would have made more sense. If like if, if they could say like yeah, fifteen for existing subscribers. But also like as it turns out like I'm and I'm not a, I'm not a movie person or I don't follow movie reviews fairly like, closely. But it sounds like basically every movie that's been released on that service has been fairly um not well received like nobody liked Wonder Woman it's, yeah most of the movies aren't maybe wouldn't have had that level of audience i don't know
1: well yeah i mean don't i mean don't don't at me, but you know most of what's come out so far i think with with h b o max has been d c stuff and that I mean that stuff i'm i mean I'm not the first to say this that stuff has just been kind of a mess for a while and just hasn't hasn't really worked out
0: well yeah and, and you you and you were badgering the studios to get the snyder cut oh God that I'm so sick of hearing about that as a person who doesn't know anything about superheroes or movies, I'm sick of hearing about who i i'm apparently Zack Snyder's a cool guy like or he's like he's a like a unproblematic good creator of that type. But apparently, that movie—the this four-hour and thirty-minute remake of a movie that is for some reason in, uh, like nineteen ninety-one tube TV aspect ratio—was only made because a bunch of nerds like bullied a studio into making it. Is that a fair assessment? Is is that? I thought I had heard that somewhere. It's really four by three. Well, so here's here's my thing. So I I listened to an episode of the Flophouse about this, where again, it's it's a good podcast where you don't actually ever have ever watched the movie, but. Is again, I don't know about this, but I've, because I've never been to an IMAX movie, is IMAX four by three? No, IMAX has a. I don't think unique, it's super wide. No,
1: but IMAX actually has a unique aspect ratio that I believe is unique to IMAX.
0: Well, so uh, so Google. it's so it's
1: it's that is what you're saying.
0: Well, so Google says that the aspect ratio of IMAX is one point four three to one. Where traditional four by three is one point three three to one. So I guess maybe compared to sixteen by nine, which is one point eight three. So what's sixteen divided by nine? One point seven seven eight. I guess maybe that's closer to what it would have been in IMAX. But yeah, the aspect ratio of that movie on HBO Max is basically kind of like the letterbox, like if you were watching an episode of um uh like Family Matters from nineteen ninety one. I was going to say wow. Friends or Seinfeld, but I think both of those have actually been um, remastered off of film and kind of a pan and scan thing to happen to make it 16 by 9. Do do they say why it's that way? I don't know because there were a bunch of me like I'm officially off Twitter, I think maybe forever. Um, but I think there were a bunch of memes about like that 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 was supposed to be like closer to the artist's intent or something. And like there was a warning. like There was like a content warning before you watch the movie. Where um it said like now four by three is not a mistake. So yeah, so it's it, it not weird. a wide. It's a it's a four and a half hour movie that is not widescreen. So you uh-huh. have to go run Pixel Refresher or go put like the Apple TV screensaver on in the middle to make sure you don't get burning on your L, uh, LG TV.
1: So weird. Um, I mean the whole the whole thing with the Snyder Cut that I don't get is that again, like I'm sorry, don't at me here, but like I I've seen Justice League, I watched it on a really long international flight
0: years ago. So you you did it the um what's his name? Who's the one who's the director who gets really mad whenever you don't watch a movie in the way he wants you to? Yeah, oh, you did you did it um, the Christopher Nolan cr- cr- method. Right. Yeah, yeah you, the way um, he intended it
1: I mean it's it's a really bad dumb movie. So the idea of making it twice as long and in four by three just sounds like the worst thing ever um yeah anyway
0: anyway the um, point was apparently could uh could Mar- uh, not could marvel could warner have done that uh pulled a disney plus and it sounds like maybe not Yeah. No, i don't think any um, of the movies are like like apparently that tom and jerry movie is like one of the worst movies made in the past decade i don't know but you're
1: you're actually drawing the parallel that i was going to draw with this disney news which is Ooh. something that i think we pointed out when HBO originally made their announcement about what they were going to do with their 2021 films and and bringing them to HBO Max, which is every other studio was basically going to do the same thing, including Disney. They just weren't going to announce it all at once. And so they wouldn't get the same type of blowback. And sure enough, that's exactly what's happened. Like there's not going to be any big Disney movie that, is exclusively released in theaters the way that movies were 2019 and earlier. Anytime during 2021, but Disney's not getting any of the
0: same blowback that HBO did. I mean, that's but that's bl- where
1: HBO screwed up. It's just in, the, in the
0: messaging. Are fans mad? No, I think this. Is, I mean, isn't just the industry mad?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess, I'm, but that's what I'm saying too. Like, I don't hear any industry blowback with what Disney's doing either. And maybe it's just not maybe it's there and it's just not getting the same headlines that the hbo stuff did but like
0: well i mean because then you have you have a a james bond situation where they're just literally going to keep kicking that pie down the road and just hoping that it's still fresh enough that somebody wants it and it's now like sat on the shelf for like the filming on that movie completed in like 20 uh like middle of 2019 right
1: Uh, if not earlier yeah
0: like i mean and isn't it that one of those movies where it always like it's supposed to look futuristic like where they always have the newest technology at that point in time but now that stuff's gonna be three years out of date
1: uh the 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 more recent ones have leaned less heavily on that but i yeah i see what you're saying yeah
0: but yeah i mean anyway again disney has a solid strategy here and then the one other thing is um and again this is this is maybe i haven't read the news but this is um just dovetailing off of having listened to upgrade what is the name of the new Pixar movie? Uh Luca. Luca? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that one looked Uh wait, what? Nope. Google, bad Google. That's not it. Luca Pixar. Oh, yeah. This is the one that I keep confusing where it it's like and uh, uh, also uh, fine. I'll use your phrase in this. Don't at me. This whenever I see a picture of this, I always think of it's um uh what do you call it coco meets uh that pixar short luna do
1: you remember okay. the one where there's a kind yeah. of like
0: the italian kid and they're in the boat and they're getting like stars from the sky yep that's what uh I, i've never actually watched the trailer for this but that that's what the uh stills from the movie always make me think of but mm-hmm. but i guess the point is that they are not doing the um what's it called pixar premiere disney premiere <laughs> it's definitely not called pixar premiere uh <laughs> premiere access yeah, the Disney Plus Premier Access. So this one's not. So uh, that's one of the things they mentioned on Upgrade, which is that um, uh, Onward, which was in theaters for like a week and a half, and then everything kind of shut down. And then Soul, uh, which was just straight to Disney Plus, similar to Hamilton. Um, yeah, this movie is also not getting the Premier Access treatment, um, even though Mulan and this... What, what was it, Black Widow? Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's an interesting distinction. Um, yeah, I'm not kind of sure exactly what their reasoning is, but yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of makes sense because outside of your Toy Stories and Cars, like Pixar movies aren't necessarily like you know big blockbuster draws just with like box Uh office receipts, but where like where the um real value with those movies is is obviously merchandise and theme park attractions and I feel like Pixar movies are timeless in a way that some of the even like the Disney blockbuster movies aren't necessarily
0: so it's just it's just a different I don't know it's it's a different Eh, I, I, value, I, would, I guess. I would push back slightly. I mean, just because I'm, th- I'm thinking of it like a, a totally original movie that I, that's one of my favorites, which is Inside Out, and I mean that that made 858 million dollars for something that was a, a, a Did absolutely it
1: really?
0: new wow. idea, huh? Yeah, but but also like I mean, if you think of um, like Brave, which was a, l- a little bit of a stinker, like I, I, it just doesn't have a whole lot that remind, that makes me want to ever rewatch it again. Like I think I mean it was visually stunning at the time, but, um. Yeah, I think that one probably didn't do super great. No, that one was five hundred forty million. Like, I, I think Pixar movies, like, they do make a lot of money. Hmm. But I guess that's my point. Where then, I guess, like, by that logic, is were people really expecting uh out uh like Mulan, like a, a live action remake of Mulan, to be kind of like the biggest movie of the year? Yeah, I think so. Really? Like, I did think that? So. Did yeah. um like live action Beauty of the Beast and Aladdin do amazing? Yeah. Wow, Yeah, okay.
1: those 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 I think those both made over a billion.
0: Uh, well, but, but t- tell me when it's 1.9 trillion. <laughs> uh, Rotten, uh let's see what the tomato says. Uh, rotten tomatoes uh, uh Aladdin 2008 or 2018? 2018, yeah. Oh, uh, 2019.
1: Or maybe yeah, maybe 20 yeah, 2019. Yeah, 57%.
0: Right. Like I feel like that one wasn't supposed to be any good.
1: I Uh, anyway. This is this is a safe space, right? Uh sure. I I think that new Aladdin movie is delightful. I had <laughs> zero expectations going into it, but I I really liked it a lot. Will Will Smith as as
0: the genie is is good. Does it Okay, cool. I mean again, like I I, I have no no dog in this fight, so I mean I don't know. Like I mean, cool, glad. I'm uh, but was the was the... I remember one of them was supposed to be really bad. Was the Beauty and the Beast one no good? Because that's been I know, the whole that
1: th- that one was that one was pretty good.
0: Or was the Lion King bad? One of them. Was- the
1: Lion The Lion King was no good.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, even Beyonce and John Oliver can save it.
1: Yeah. No that that one was that one was bad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. All right. So then I guess the other little bit of streaming news here, um, piggying off of um Justice League, um, in terms of movies that are way too long and not very good, apparently, uh, Tenet, Whoa. uh, is is coming to. HBO Max. The worst streaming service. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which sort of, I guess, kind of puts a bow on its um, sort of um, tumultuous uh, last eight, nine months, where that was, you know, supposed to come out in July of last year, got delayed a handful of times, eventually came out like sometime last fall and was like... (laughs) marketed as like hey this is your return to theaters kind of movie <laughs> at a time when people are like eh, no not going to a movie theater um and yeah now it's coming on HBO Max and it's one of those movies which I hate this it's like I've heard nothing but really bad things about it which like kind of makes me want to see it more now which makes me feel like an idiot but I I really do feel like I just need to see it for myself but I think it's it's like three hours or something crazy like that. So and like I don't know, who has that time?
0: So we'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every, every, everything I've heard about it is that it's pretty meh, and that it's kind of um, and it's just like purposefully is, confusing. Is he the Inception, really Inception guy f- or is that somebody else? He he is the Inception guy, but, but like Inception.
1: Wait, what? In, Inception's a movie that's. You know, I mean, it's it's a little, it's a little, it's complicated, it, is it, I guess, it, but it's not rocket science. Well, I
0: always thought Inception was one of those movies. It's like a USA TV show where it's a movie that people th- where, I don't want to get canceled. It's a movie for dumb people who want to think they're smart. Where it's where it it makes it seem like it's way more complicated and deep than it actually is, but it's not.
1: Uh, I mean, I think that's that's probably a little overly harsh but i i see what you're saying
0: i mean i've never seen it i have no intention of seeing it but it's like one of those like where once you figured out the conceit of the movie it's not really really that interesting but
1: I yeah i think it's i think it's pretty good
0: um all right well now that we've uh either said uh we, we've uh given uh nate silverish who have we upset here we've upset the the dc people
1: the well, Christopher Nolan people. Well,
0: the D- the DC people. I don't. I, I don't like or care about star, uh, superhero movies. But I feel like I would hate DC because. God, did you almost they, just say Star Wars? I also don't like Star Wars either. <laughs> but also, I don't care about Star Wars. It's it's. There's a difference. But, but the DC ones, from what I've understood, is that DC movies are just consistently. They're much more reliant on. I feel like all these are, like, blow-em-ups, but DC is all about visual spectacle, and there's never, ever any, any story underneath it. And that's not to say that—what's um, what's the one that's not DC? Marvel. Marvel movies also are big, like, one step away from being Michael Bay blow ups but at least there's more story and heart to them, where DC hasn't figured out that second part. Is that fair?
1: That's the the heart thing. Is that's spot on?
0: Yeah, where it's basically like, it's, yeah, it's just it's just it's just colors and explosions on screen, but there's nothing there.
1: Well, and like with the specifically with the Superman and Batman stuff that's come out over the last handful of years, they're just like unnecessarily like dark and gritty. Well, that's like
0: all, that's all media right now.
1: No, but I, like it, it is all media, but this is like even a like a step further than most media goes in just a kind of an off putting kind of way
0: well yeah i mean but I, I mean yeah okay that that makes sense, but I do feel like I mean overall that has kind of been what all media is trending to, where if it doesn't have like this just uh, like kind of yeah off putting darkness to it, it doesn't sell anymore, or that's they nobody wants to put money behind it because nobody wants to make new ideas, um and also yeah, just watch watch movies and. <laughs> Again, I don't want to unblock Twitter, but I do really. I mean, if you see, I don't know, see if you can Google it. But people, there was a meme where people were just trying to find the most upsetting ways to watch Tenet, where I think somebody found a way to watch it. Oh, it might have been Todd Vizieri, where he found a way to like compress it as like 240, uh, 240 by 240 video and put it on like an iPod Nano. And he's like, that's the preferred way to watch Tenet. And it was or the, or the, I the way we'll- that Christopher Nolan intended it.
1: I think what would be really good is if you if you could somehow get a copy of it onto one of those UMDs, which was the oh, yeah, the, the, the media format for the, for the PSP. PSP. Uh huh. Because they there was a period of time with that thing where they actually like literally sold movies, like you could you yeah, know, cause, know walk cause into that your came best... out when
0: because that was when Sony had. Um like one of their biggest franchises for Sony entertainment was Spider-Man. And I think they tried to use that for everything. So that was a big, like you could pay $26 and watch a fairly low res copy of Spider-Man <laughs> on your PSP. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that would be up, up there
1: near the top of, uh, worst ways to watch Tenet or ways to most irritate Christopher Nolan.
0: Or just like, you're, uh, um, ah, never mind.
1: Imagine watching the, the, Snyder Cut on that thing, because you're taking that small screen <laughs> and shrinking it down to 4 by 3 yeah.
0: Did you ever have the original PSP? No, I had the PSP Go. Are you sure that's a thing? Because I know there yeah. was a PSP Vita, because I feel like, or I don't think there was a, I was I don't think the... there was a Go, because I think you're just adding Go, because every product recently has been named Go, Max. <laughs> or plus i was gonna say i'm surprised i didn't call it the psp plus there was um, a psp go but i don't think you had that i
1: don't Was the psp go was that the one that added cellular
0: no there was what, never what a cellular one because this I one had there was this one's slide ups because there was never a, a there there was a playstation phone that that uh, a particular u.s carrier had that nobody bought um <laughs> but yeah, but there was a PSP Go, but it, it's basically a PSP that had a, a slide up, like to reveal the D pad. I, I, no. okay, I didn't have that. I, I had I had a Vita. You're right. Yeah. Um, and Sony has totally given up on mobile gaming, right? Correct. Good. Yeah. Okay. This let's, this let's let Nintendo and phones do it, right? Um. Okay, and then do you want to quickly do the NFL thing?
1: Oh yeah, so. This has been kind of a um, much-anticipated deal in the uh, media sphere, which is uh, rights around the NFL were coming up, I think, at the end of maybe this upcoming season. I guess everybody was sort of anticipating them to be um, renegotiated or renewed uh, this offseason, and sure enough, that's what happened. You know, I think what people were, at least in our sphere, were kind of particularly watching for was if there were going to be any non-traditional players in the mix here. So, you know, everybody, of course, knows like CBS and NBC and ABC, ESPN being a part of NFL coverage. But people wanted to see if, you know, Apple or Facebook or some, you know, Google, some tech company was going to come and make a big play. And that that sort of didn't really end up happening, um, but there is plenty to talk about from a a tech angle here.
0: Well, and and like, su- super quick question: in mm-hmm. the past, there has been a thing where both Amazon and I think Yahoo uh, purchased l- rights to like broadcast like one or two games a season. Do you remember? Were those like simulcasts, or were those only available on those platforms? So with the deal with Amazon. For the past
1: two or three seasons has been that Thursday Night Football is available to Amazon Prime subscribers, but it's just a simulcast of the broadcast, which happens or which is aired on Isn't that a combination one? of NFL Network or um, Fox. Gotcha. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not Amazon's like own feed with their own broadcasters or anything like that. Um, and there's no but, exclusivity but, around it, so. And no, no exclusivity around it, right. Which is actually a perfect segue into, you know, the main tech angle with, with this media deal is and Amazon's still a part of the mix. But they now, I think starting with the first season that's covered under this deal, which is the 2023 season, Amazon is going to become the exclusive provider for Thursday night football. So that's that's going to mean that these games are no longer going to be on NFL Network or Fox and it's going to mean that Amazon is the one producing. So they're going to have their own announcers, they're going to operate all the cameras, like th- this is going to be their broadcast. And again, it's only going to be available to I mean, presumably Amazon Prime subscribers. Uh, well, that, that was
0: gonna be my follow up, which is did they mention whether or not they're going to have like an ad supported feed for non prime people?
1: No, no, they haven't. They haven't talked about any of any of those kind of specifics. And, you know, people are sort of wondering, like, what are they going to do in terms of the broadcast? Like, are they literally just going to copy the model that all the major networks do and just, you know, have two people in a booth and, you know, have cameras set up at the 50 yard line and show the game that way or are they gonna try to have like maybe different feeds where you can have different announcers um maybe feeds with dedicated camera angles like there's there's all kinds of kind of interesting things they could potentially do it'll just be a matter of how much do they want to stray away from the traditional model so that'll be kind of interesting to see um, and then the other big tech angle to all of this is that, you know, with the major broadcasters, CBS, NBC, Fox, and ESPN, ABC, there are big streaming components to this deal across all of those services. So in the case of CBS, you're going to have games on Paramount+. Plus. With NBC, you're going to have games on Peacock+.
0: But not exclusive to any of those platforms, just another way to watch it if you're a cord cutter, right?
1: Again, like, we're missing all the specifics on this stuff, but that's what it sounds like, yeah.
0: Yeah, or maybe Uh, it means, like, because of how costly all these rights are, putting it, taking it off broadcast and just to try to boost your streaming service is probably not wise.
1: No, yeah, they they wouldn't take it off broadcast. Um, And there's also, like, a question around, like, you know CBS and Fox, in particular, on Sundays. You know they're they're broadcasting the majority of the games between those two networks. And so, if you're a, you know a Paramount Plus subscriber, are you going to get access to all of the games that CBS is broadcasting, mm-hmm. or are you just going to get access to the game that's in your local
0: market? Because um, is there such a thing as Saturday Night Football? No. Okay, because ESPN owns Monday Night Football and the occasional Sunday game. What does is, what is, uh, Fox, or sorry, what does NBC ever cover?
1: NBC has Sunday Night Football.
0: Oh, okay. All right, and they're
1: sense. NBC Sunday Night Football, and they are also in the Super Bowl rotation. So CBS, gotcha. NBC, and Fox for the duration of this past deal kind of basically like take turns with the Super Bowl. Um, and that's going to continue to be the case under this deal. But the one difference is that um, ABC is going to get a couple Super Bowls too. Um, but and then and then to finish the thought on the streaming stuff, Fox is going to have games on. Um, I forget what the I forget what their streaming service they're putting this stuff on. It was one that I hadn't heard of.
0: Um, oh, is it Pluto? Maybe. Because and then, the the right the part that owns the sports rights is definitely not under Disney Plus, right?
1: Uh, well, for for um, ESPN and ABC, it's I think it's going to be part of um, is it ESPN Plus, whatever their streaming thing is, or just maybe no, not ESPN Plus, that's different. It's just it's just going to be I guess like part of the ESPN app or whatever. Gotcha. Um. But yeah, so it's, you know, streaming now is going to be a big part of this new deal. And I mean, you can totally see how um, all of the networks are going to use the NFL as a way to boost um, the profile of their streaming services. And, you know, the the details here are what actually is going to be interesting. Like, it could end up being kind of boring where, you know, like going back to the CBS example with peacock plus like if all it is is what did i call it peacock plus Mm -hmm. which one am i Mm -hmm. um paramount plus you know is it going to be one of those things where you know the way broadcast tv works is cbs is broadcasting you know say seven or eight games at the same time across the country when you tune into cbs like you only get to see one of those games just based on your geography is that going to be the case with paramount plus or is there going to be some bigger offering like that? That kind of stuff's going to be interesting to see. Uh,
0: I'm going to ask a question you might not know the answer to, but isn't, um, because it's not Warner media, but isn't AT&T through the concept of them having purchased direct TV. Isn't Sunday ticket being reevaluated and restructured in some way? which used to be it, the solution of you have access to everything.
1: It is. That deal runs 1 year longer. So that deal's probably not going to be renegotiated until probably like this time next year. Got it. And there's been a lot of rumors that Amazon may get in the mix for that or, you know, maybe one of the other tech companies gets in the mix for that. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I I can uh, see that. Like, I, I why wouldn't Google just spend a whole ton of money and make that like the linchpin of YouTube TV? Because I don't really see what 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 the point is with Amazon Prime. Like, they don't because Amazon Prime Video and their their entertainment arm, like that, doesn't really mix with the sports stuff. So if they're if like the Amazon app, like I don't know if you've been in the Amazon app recently it's trying to do like 8,000 different things. Like it, it's the thing you use at Whole Foods and it's the thing that you use for this and X and Y. Like where is is this going to have, like is this going to be a separate app for this? I don't know. Like that's where that doesn't necessarily make that much sense to me. Where, I mean, I know Amazon just throws off so much cash, but like since Google seems to like actually care a lot about making YouTube TV be the default option for cord cutters, why not? why not do it there?
1: Well, I think that's part of why the details around what's going to be available on these other streaming platforms is so fascinating because, and I don't think this is the most likely scenario because it, it because it would really impact the value of Sunday Ticket, but if it does end up being the case that CBS and, and NBC and Fox have all negotiated the ability to offer many more games to their to subscribers of their streaming service then you know consumers can kind of get to the point where across subscribing to a couple of different streaming services they actually kind of already have sunday ticket so i sort of like the under that scenario the value of separately subscribing to sunday ticket would be kind of a an open question so yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see
0: All right. Uh I have a couple of things. So first, um and you you already at some point in time gave a review of the uh, sorry, the the uh segment break. We are now in Stiller Sparkling. Trademark, trademark. Um you once gave a review of of the pineapple spindrift, right?
1: I I'm pretty sure I have. I I, I just had one this past weekend, so I can give you a fresh review if you need one.
0: Uh sure. Was it good or bad? It's pretty good. Okay. Um. So there's a new flavor, um, available uh, at least at Bay Area Targets, which is I need got to get the actual name right. Oh, before I do that, I need to to send you two things because I I forgot because I don't think you ever, you put this in here of uh hashtag what Ryan was right. yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't understand what you were referencing. Uh, send you two things. I mean, if you want to tell me I'm right, I'm not going to argue, but... You know. I'm going to make sure I didn't accidentally send the wrong files on my desktop, because I've got a messier desktop than I like right now. Okay. All right, one... Actually, I think Spotify is dead to me. It, it when, I, when I was playing uh, hits of the 2000s, it, it gave me like three Buble songs in a row. So very mad. Um, But the thing that Ryan was right about is... And I don't. I I think I had just been under the wrong impression, and I had not. I thought I had tried this in the past, and I never had. Uh, the regular old uh, Shake Shack chicken sandwich mm. is great. Yeah, you were absolutely right. I don't know why I thought their default chicken sandwich was more of like a like a grilled chicken uh, type thing, and not like a breaded slash fried chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. but it is delightful and i wish there was a spicy version but i this might be one of those things where i just have to have like a, a car uh like a shaker of ghost pepper uh, flakes <laughs> from trader joe's just like in my car next to the the hand sanitizer on the fast track but um yeah this 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 sandwich is 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 very good
1: mhm so yep.
0: hashtag ryan was right
1: you didn't try one of those shakes did you
0: oh god no yeah no, again, like I'm I I'm trying to be good now.
1: No, yeah, the, those those shakes aren't they're not worth the calories.
0: Exactly. And again, the we, the weather's turning nice. It's it's been very, very warm and unpleasant uh the past couple of days. But um yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's uh trying to be good now. Mm-hmm. Um Alright, oh yeah, so uh still are sparkling. So the go back to my camera roll. Uh what is it called? Okay, so it is called uh, Lemon Limeade. So currently, a few of my favorite Spindor flavors are standard lemon, they have lime, and then they have half and half. So this is like if you put all three together, except there's no tea in it, where it's half lemon, half lime, and somehow it they call it lemonade. But it is very good. Mm-hmm. I feel like the lime spindrift is slightly too tart, and the lemon one is maybe a little bit too muted. I feel like this is a very, very good winner um, and a good happy medium between the two. I feel like I would still probably work all like this would join the rotation of like the the holy trinity of spindrift flavors. Like so, currently again, like from top to bottom, you have half and half, number two, grapefruit, lime is probably number three. And then this would probably slot in at number four, and then Lemon at number five. So definitely worth the $5.99 for an eight pack.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I would um, very much like to try this.
0: Um. And then lastly, let's see, before we get to WWDC. So a few things. So, one, I briefly went on a trip to Disconnect for a bit. There's not too much interesting there but the one the couple things i wanted to remark on and that i want to know i want to get your opinion on this because i feel like you are much better at managing your attention and distraction than i am and if you're and if you're not just just lie and pretend let me uh, think positively <laughs> about that okay um uh, i the the intention of it was to go to a place where there was no internet or cell phone service or for distraction and that was actually fairly successful but the one thing that I did realize is that I probably need to listen to fewer podcasts because I had like because uh, Pocket Casts will download podcasts for you. And I took the Sonos move with me and I was still listening to podcasts, but I felt like I was still not really disconnecting enough because I was like I was just listening to conversations and other people just talking the mm. whole time. And I felt like maybe like I, I don't know, like because we you talk about podcast debt a lot. And I, I think maybe I just have stuff on in the background and that's maybe not healthy. I don't know. I I feel like maybe I don't have enough time alone with my own thoughts where podcasts are filling in uh, a time when maybe for humans, it's productive to have times where you just don't hear anything. So I don't know. So that, that, that was vaguely interesting. So the subsequent days I was like, no, no music, no you no know, podcasts you can read and you can do other stuff but the as i kind of reconnected the thing that i wanted to know about is one i found out that you know what if you, one the, the golden rule of email is if you usually after 3 days people don't need or want the thing that they asked about <laughs> and uh-huh. uh it doesn't matter anymore so that's pretty cool um, even with my, uh, really aggressive and I think like, uh, judicious and smart spam, not spam filters, but like ways to weed out like newsletters and automated email, you know, there's still a lot to come back to, but I feel like iOS notifications are really lousy still and million dollar idea that Apple is will- Well, uh, like absolutely welcome to steal. Like, would this make any sense? Like, Well, first off, do you do you leave notifications on for email?
1: Oh no, I'm I'm not a monster.
0: But not like going to your watch. But like, do you like if you're at your Mac when you get no way,
1: I gotta turn that shit
0: off. Okay,
1: monster. How no? So I
0: I don't get it on my watch, and on my phone, I don't get a notification of a new message. But I do have a badge. Do you have a badge on yours? I'm thinking of turning that off.
1: I have a badge on my Mac, not on my phone.
0: Oh, so mail is just you don't even know unless you check. On my phone, yes. I gotta do that.
1: Yeah. Because, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta definitely gotta do that.
0: And then on my Mac, I guess maybe I do have to turn that off. Because I've never been because this is my problem where I don't I don't I don't use Google contacts. Like I use iCloud like I use Gmail for I use Gmail for my email service hosted through Google G suite apps for work or whatever they charge me $18 a month for. And I use that through Mailplane on my Mac, but I don't use Google contacts. So I've never, like, I think there's a way to set up like VIPs where like I could maybe only get notified of like really important messages. I don't know. I, I basically, I need to figure out how to restructure notifications. And I feel like iOS is still, it's iOS 14, and it still sucks for notifications, like really, really badly. Like uh, here's, and here's, I guess here's my million dollar, million dollar idea. I wish there was a way to have notifications on, but that it would only notify you like once every three hours. Like unless somebody adds me in Slack, like I could just see, like, hey, Ryan posted like four things to the podcast ideas channel or whatever but that I don't need to have my day and my time like zapped away from me. And like, I'm totally now like just thinking about something else because I left notifications on, but I also don't want the situation where I now kind of instinctively want to check Slack and email because I think there might be something there. So I don't know what the solution is, but I feel like Apple needs to figure that out because the current situation is not good because as I've, as I've turned stuff back on, like I left email off for a long time and it felt way better. And I have still managed to, like I haven't been on Twitter in ten days and, and it's and it's amazing. And I'll, and even though Darth's back, I love him. And hopefully you can still throw some stuff in Slack when there's a real banger. But I can
1: you just set up a Twitter list and just follow Darth and have that be the only. But thing? I but
0: I'm not a disciplined person, so I would just click out of it. Like I'm a really lousy person. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm yeah i i am the the rat that would find a way out of the maze and, and go somehow find a way to yeah I don't know anyway Apple needs to fix notifications and I need to turn off uh the thing that uh in the upper right corner any time I get an email, my eyes automatically dart to the top of uh, top right of this massive imac screen and I stop thinking about whatever I was having a functional like minute working on so mm-hmm Anyway, I I think they need to ref- fix that. And if you have advice or suggestions or thoughts, feel free to share.
1: No, no notifications on iOS and on the Mac are bad. Uh, like I I'm not going to entertain arguments to the contrary. Like even though Apple has tried to add a lot of flexibility and granularity with the way notifications come across, especially in iOS, it, it, they're still just a total mess. Um, yeah, you know, I actually find the one service to ha- to really kind of nailed notifications is is Slack, where you can yes. you can really tailor those to to make them work for you. Well,
0: you can do it on a per channel basis. Where like if, if this one's yeah. not important, like literally, unless you have like a coworker who's who abuses the at channel permissions, like that's usually pretty good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I I find when and the way that, you know, Slack doesn't send a mess a notification to your phone if you're actively on your Mac, like it, it does a mm-hmm. lot of really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but outside of Slack, all other notifications are a mess. Like I've I've actually even sort of like I've had this issue with um and this is this is a very specific issue to this one app, but Bleacher report notifications Mhm where a lot of them are really good. Mhm. But a lot of them are are just very bad.
0: Well, cuz Bleacher Report is great in cuz I like yeah, they mix enough of the not strictly sports and news stuff. Like they they their whole thing is like that they mix social into it, right? And they try to make it more fun a little bit. Right. Like it's a good app, but you have to like cuz don't they allow you to customize it on like a per sport? and per team basis, and you can also turn off, like, some of the, the nonsense on it? But that's that's the thing, is you can't turn off the nonsense. As far as oh. I can you can turn off
1: spoilers, like, where, you know, if you're watching a game on delay or something, you can have it not send you notifications that would spoil the game for you. But that's my problem, is, like, oh, sure, I can it. filter for NBA news and NHL news only, but those you know, kind of like buckets of notifications, in addition to having some, some really, you know, useful good notifications just have a bunch of just total nonsense. And they, they have the same issue that many other apps do too, which is Bleacher Report, which is, you've just owned by, um, God, Time, such Warner? A mess. Time, Time Warner, I, I guess. I don't know if there's an inter- intermediary there, but whatever. Um, Anytime there's an NBA game on TNT, Ugh. they promote the hell out of it well, in a way that they don't games that are not on TNT, which well, is that it's just annoying.
0: But that's the same reason why the ESPN app is dead to me, because one, it became as right. bloated as the Amazon app. But also, like, I get that you pay a lot of money for these sports rights, but I do not give a shit that there's football on on ABC right now. Like it's... Or, or UFC or whatever. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, that's another reason why even though I have access to ESPN plus I have no desire to ever log into it because UFC is gross and actually most fighting is gross. But I don't care. And I also like just like especially in the pandemic since uh like UFC was one of the only like sports for a while, like there's just too much of that coverage on ESPN in total. So I can't imagine anybody having ESPN notifications on at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Bleacher Report's pretty good. But like, there's there is no good sports app right now. Like, I wish there was a um, a Hello Weather of sports. Like the weather apps. Like, yeah, wouldn't you go go tell the Carrot Weather guy to make a sports app? <laughs> uh, Carrot Sports trademark, trademark. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, anyways, notifications are a mess. But yeah, uh, thank you. So I will. Yeah, I'll turn off. No, I'll turn off. Yeah, I'll. I, yeah, I'll leave the badge off too. I don't know. I, I again I, I got I got people got vaccine FOMO, I have email FOMO. I don't I don't like knowing that I could have responded to something quicker, but I also don't like knowing bad news all the time. <laughs> it sucks, man, but it's nice to not have to look at the internet. Um all
1: right. yeah. yeah, I used to that I, I had that um I'm sure if you go back enough years on the show, like me talking about that houseboat trip that I that mm-hmm. I used to go on every year, like that was my one week a year where there was no cell phone service, you know, obviously no Wi-Fi or anything. So it was, it was a week where you know you were just completely off the grid, which was nice.
0: Yeah, and actually, and one other pony request, I kind of wish that like just screen time, because you can like because I've tried this, and I'm just again, I I will work myself out of it because it's more of just a self discipline thing. And again, it's I I have I, I spent a lot of time on the trip trying to rethink how I approach different behavioral things, and that's gonna be a work in progress, but like I wish screen time allowed you to, like was smarter about being like hey no like you just opened Instagram or you just did this thing where it wasn't just kind of like there was like this weird hard coded thing for kids where it's like you've 20 minutes a day on an app I wish there was a way to and I know it's not in Apple's interest to help you use your phone less but to try to make it so that you don't just um uh I don't know what the term is but just like instinctively or like reflexively just open stuff on your phone and just like mindlessly consume stuff. I feel like screen time and notifications are two things where every couple of years they get notifi- uh, they get um, attention in iOS, but they, they don't ever really do enough. Like the only thing they've done with notifications recently is that they've had the thing where you can say, deliver quietly, which that is one thing where, and I, and I might actually have to turn off and, and uh, cuz i've moved the chronicle to be deliver quietly where when i unlock my phone and i see that there's something new it's it shows me there but it doesn't either make the phone buzz or go to my watch i think i'm probably going to have to do that with the, the the times as well but yeah i don't know they they, they need to they need to do better there <sighs> yeah all right well and then to round it out they might do better maybe because wwc 21 uh (laughs) virtual again this year and it is happening um uh, second week of june and i don't think there's any like there's not really any rumors about it it's just yeah it's happening and um hopefully there's good stuff
1: yeah you know i i i'll appreciate people sort of putting out the good vibes out there that, you know, to see Apple sort of like try different things and do different stuff and kind of mix up the way that they they do things Um, like, you know, and, and, and not to pick on Jason and Mike. I mean, Upgrade is one of my favorite podcasts, but like mm-hmm. they do this a lot where they're sort of like, well, you know, hey, Apple, Apple could do anything they want to like maybe they'll kind of mix things up this year.
0: No, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be the the keynote and the and the state of the union and then yeah sessions. it's it's uh,
1: like no they're gonna stick to w w d c in June and then they'll have a spring event they'll have a fall event like they even you know even last year where everything went virtual like they basically kind of did the same thing that they would have done otherwise i think i mean maybe those videos were split up across you know a couple different months instead of like one big event but Generally speaking, you know, the idea was kind of the same. And that that's sort of what I expect from from Apple where I I think there's this cadence that they have that they really like, especially around you know, WWDC in June, you get new versions of all your operating systems into the hands of developers. You give them the summer to develop against them, and then they are released to the public in the fall. Like I think they really really like that flow and you know even I got kind of caught up in it a little bit I'm like I started to think like what if there just like isn't a WWDC this year like what if they sort of like you know reimagine the way that they roll out new versions of iOS and macOS each year but no no. I mean they're totally sticking like almost like even like June 7th which is the first day like would probably be like the exact same day that the physical
0: conference would have started in a,
1: you know, alternate universe without COVID.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I like that part where like p- people are hypothesizing or, or not. I don't even think it's a wish casting, but like they're saying about like, how could this be done differently? But like Apple does, because they're still the iPhone company, like no matter how much they want to, you know, try to diversify their, their lineup with, with cars and home pods and other very successful things, they, Still need to like they're they're an iPhone company and the iPhone comes out in September and depending on supply chain stuff sometimes like November, but they need to have like the flag planted in the ground of here's the software that is going to make that stuff work here are the new features that we want to market that we want software available on day one when these new expensive phones launch and we need to give you time to one be informed about it and to spend the next three months with developer builds to um. Like make that stuff actually happen. So I just I don't see like I, I like there's no such situation where iOS 15 comes out in January because like does anybody really want to buy an iPhone 13 that oh I wonder if they're gonna do 13 this year with lucky number 13 um like yeah they're not nobody who, who wants to buy that with iOS 14.6 on it. So I don't I I think there are some things that are just very very fixed in the ground and even though the venue might change and the way they approach the event and who knows if, I mean, and that's the other hypothesis and this is for another day, like it will, once things get more back to normal, will next year's be all virtual? And much like the uh, people returning to offices thing, I think probably there's going to be an in-person one next year. I, I, I'm not a betting man, except I am. So if you want to bet on that, I will. But uh, I think this is probably the last all virtual one they're going to do for a while. They might yeah, no, how I, they, I, think, I think that's right. Like, they, they might have used this, like, as an example of being like, hey, it is pretty easy for us to make sessions available immediately and distribute them to a lot of people very quickly, and there's ways that we can incorporate video conferencing technology and stuff that we've gotten very good at, like, everybody has been trained on that this year, and find a way to maybe make it more accessible, but there is still a lot of value in having energy and people together. And that's why like that stuff's not going away. It's gonna look different, but it's not like this goes back to a, a broader COVID discussion, but peop pe- people hate Zoom. No no nobody like people are over this. Like they want to do things with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Alright, you got anything else or chef specials?
1: Uh, let's look at the agenda here. Anything else, sort of timely?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, there, there was a, a leak in events of WWC where Siri is no longer going to have like a default gender, which is kind of neat. Or like, because I, like I have, um, I think it's South African Siri, which has kind of like a a New Zealandish South, like a, like kind of like a more a, like accented, which is nice. But yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting where that's been kind of a weird thing where all assistants have just a very non-threatening. Vaguely female uh, default, and that's kind of a nice thing for them to switch up. But also, I think Siri could use a new voice, just period. And also, it might be uh, I don't think they mentioned anything about Siri being better. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that, that could have been, um, yeah, I mean, between the two things, I actually probably would have preferred Siri being better. But if it's not going to get any better, um, having it not by default just be uh, a, a random lady and being able to pick, like, a, I f- I feel like we've talked about this on the show. Did you ever try having it be like uh, the British Butler for a bit?
1: I I, I literally never use Siri. I, I I couldn't even tell you. Like you... I assume I still have the default voice on, but I I'm not even sure if I do.
0: I mean, even on all your HomePods. What about all the stereo <laughs> pairs you have? Are you are? <laughs> anyway, this
1: is a this is the the, the fretwall household is a a Sonos household. No HomePods
0: here. Mm. It's it's a revolutionary thought to get speakers that are from a speaker. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then... home eh, HomePod mini, whatever. Who cares? Uh, yeah, no, I think we're good. Uh, yeah, And apparently some... Uh, oh, well, actually, uh, super, super fast. Uh, Follow-out from or follow-up from a couple weeks ago where we talked about the Comcast pricing. Uh, in short, I picked a fight with Comcast. And I, I got a very nice person who was helpful. And I got my bill down a bit. And apparently i probably have to buy a new modem but for a similar price to what i was paying now that i got roped into paying for that dumb $30 your internet is actually unlimited thing um apparently my uh residence has the option for a gigabit so we will see if that actually works it currently does not i think,
1: I think not. my area has that now too
0: so yeah, go yell, go yell with them or or go <laughs> go chat with them you, know, you maybe you'll get somebody really nice in retentions but um yeah, yeah, apparently good luck, it's good called
1: finding a cable modem that supports it.
0: So I have one coming from from Best Buy tomorrow, uh, <laughs> and we'll see. Um, but yeah, because because I, I I did I I factory reset my modem, I power cycled it a whole bunch, and it will not go faster than the old speed I have. But I have literally the same modem that you upgraded to when you said you got faster speeds, right. and yours even on Wi Fi is faster than mine. So yeah. I, I don't know what's up because mine was on Ethernet and it still will not go faster than 300. So I don't know. We'll see.
1: But yeah. Um, cable modems are one of those things. I don't know if we've, this has come up on the show before. I don't understand why they're so complicated.
0: Well, it's because, I mean, so one, no, like, cause it's like, um, it's like Ethernet standards and like Wi-Fi standards where like, what, what is, what is 802.11ac, MIMO, plus, plus, minus, minus, whatever like with cable modems you have docsis 3.0 docsis 3.1 and there's like different revisions and stuff and different downstream channels so like the modem that i have or that we both have should technically be capable of doing i think 650 down but i don't know but anyway i, I ended up ordering the um and i who knows if i will have to return it or not the Motorola MB8600 which apparently supports 3.1 and gigabit service. We'll see, who knows. Yeah. Um wait, there's one other related thing to that. Oh, so the whole point of this and this is the part that uh, that bugs me and I always and I wonder if you ever uh run into this is that like one on cable modems and specifically with Comcast, the the upstream speed is just abysmal. Yeah. But that was the one appeal of the gigabit thing where uh, there was actually an option to get it slightly cheaper and I think matched the plan that you had. But with gigabit, you get still not symmetrical service like you'd get with CenturyLink in um, like developed areas of the country like Seattle uh, where it's symmetrical gig service. But with Comcast, if you do the gigabit, you get 40 megs up, which when I'm uploading like 60 meg image files to Backblaze would be a huge difference. But again, we'll see if the modem actually works.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I think we're done. All right. What you got? Chef specials.
1: Um, this is one that I feel like is just sort of a recurring chef special, but just given some of the news and some of the things that we're following recently, I think now is a good time to bring it up again. Which is support your local news. Hmm. It's like with you know. I'll, I'll just be direct about this. With this, you know, this whole vaccine rollout, this is a very, you know, county by county kind of situation we're all in, and it it's really highlighted the importance of good local news, which is something over the past couple of years I've started paying a lot more attention to, and have started becoming a subscriber of of a few different outlets. And I think I think that's really important. And I, obviously, I'm I'm not the first one to point out that you know local news is sort of dying across the country, and that's that's really a shame. And so, yeah, my pick is to to support local news.
0: Uh, and specifically for you, you're talking about the Orange County Register opinion page. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you don't have a subscription to the Marin IJ, right? You mean the Chronicle?
1: No. Uh, I have subscriptions to. All three of the outlets that you just mentioned, the Chronicle, the, Orange the Marin County IJ, Reg-
0: and the Orange County Register. Yeah. No, you don't. Do you? I do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. yep. Huh. I would not not the Los, Los, uh, Los Angeles Los Angeles Times?
1: No, I got I subscribed
0: to my hometown newspaper, man. Oh, but
1: it's a Republican paper.
0: Okay. It's yeah, it's know, a it, little yeah.
1: No, I know it is, but it never like when I'm reading just, you know, regular news, put aside opinion just regular news articles. I don't I don't detect a
0: ton of bias yeah (laughs) Um, well again so i'm at ocregister.com and skip past the leading headline right now um not not good but uh below that disneyland adding a second place to buy alcohol in the park
1: they have uh they have a lot of disney news yeah which which for me is fine but um yeah
0: um and i'm going to nope actually i'm just gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna go with my idea of reevaluating your notifications and not using the internet uh a plus idea also delete your twitter not 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 in a weird <laughs> way I don't, I don't i don't mean you specifically you, you you have a healthy relationship but yeah the internet's bad